0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse refused to use. Note how it starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 13th in the year of our lord 2022 this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers yes indeed we use the blueprint for liberty the supreme law that i am the constitution for the united states of america as our guide and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips and as you know We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I had a fantastic weekend. Hope you did as well. Full of God, family, and country. And uh, that's what it all needs to be about, ladies and gentlemen, in America today. We need to turn to God Almighty and repent. We need to focus on our families, the fundamental unit of society, and you know what? We do that and have a strong patriotism streak, as we understand the supreme law of the land and the checks and balances that make America great. We can indeed restore the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. In addition to that, we'll be restoring our families and turning to God, and man, what a blessed opportunity we have right in front of us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, our Syndicated radio network, LovingLiberty.net, does a phenomenal job. And they're continuing to add radio shows and podcasts and information to their network. Uh, We really appreciate all that they're doing. Uh, And we also want you to know that they have phone apps. That's right, Android and iPhone apps that are free. You go to the app stores and download them. And then they've got on the phone, live radio, on-demand radio, all the different shows archived in podcast form to listen to. And there's a lot more podcasts on the app and on our website than there are even in the radio 24-7 stream. A lot of the podcasts uh, are differing lengths and everything, making it hard to put on radio. But they're still incredible, informative um, contributors to Liberty. And we want to make sure you're aware of them. So check all that out on the phone apps or at liberty or LivingLiberty.net. Also, we have an event on the 24th. We're going to be promoting Tom Jones. It's a Friday night. It's going to be at Liberty Hall. We're going to have... Food and fun and festivities and a couple of speakers and uh, just celebrating Tom's run. I mean, this guy is running like nobody's business. Uh, It's very cool to see. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that's coming up later in June in Utah. So for those of you uh, who might be available for that, would love to see you there. For more information, LovingLiberty.net or UnitedWePledge.org slash V2V. Uh, which is VICTOR, Village to Village Run is what it stands for. Um, UnitedWePledge.org slash V2V. Check that out. Uh, and now the recap of Saturday's show. As you know, we're live six days a week, two hours a day. And uh, so, yes, Earth Saturday, we had our guest on, Ms. Mr. Chris Carlson, Without God We Can Never Win, With God We Can Never Lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that, Chris. I love his intro because it really highlights the solutions uh, very succinctly as well. We talked about when once a republic is corrupted, there's no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils. In other words, you just can't fix the current situation once a republic is corrupt. You just can't remedy the, the, the growing evils. Unless or but by removing the corruption and then restoring its lost principles, every other correction is either useless or a new evil. Who said that, ladies and gentlemen? Answer Thomas Jefferson. And that's really the tale. That's why we always say we've got to restore the republic in the traditions of our founding fathers. we got to go back to these core principles. We've got to make it very simple. You look at God, and we need a relationship with the creator, the author of our liberty first and foremost. And we need obedience to his commandments if we want his blessings. That's why turning to God is so vital. Family, that is God's fundamental unit of society on the earth. And if families are self-contained, if families are properly led, if families are functioning properly society as a mirror will function properly right see how simple that really is we talked about the ever changing official story with regards to these shootings is just positive proof of a dysfunctional media and dysfunctional society all right we talked about the fact that you know in, in this valverde shooting or whatever in texas Anxious parents were kept from entering the building by dozens of police. But one off-duty Border Patrol agent, Jacob Alvarado, I guess he rushed to the school with a borrowed shotgun from his barber. He was allowed in, and he was able to uh, rescue his teacher and wife and and daughter, the blaze with the details. So, you know, very interesting. Who's who? And what's going on, right? We also talked about Governor Abbott held a meeting. And I guess this school had an active shooter drill just recently. Isn't that typical? There's always drills going on at the same time a real false flag or evil event happens. Now everybody's infighting. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Every piece of evidence is being questioned. The media is running amok with all kinds of false notions and stories and details and timelines and narratives. And we can go on and on and on. But, ladies and gentlemen, with this kind of cover-up, with this kind of backpedaling, it's no wonder. It's no wonder The, the Uvalde police and the school district are no longer even cooperating with the texas probe of the school shooting no one will even cooperate because they don't even trust each other's facts okay you got to ask yourself were fbi agents involved in that shooting how about the buffalo shooting where we have even more evidence yeah what is an fbi agent doing on the social media service discord chatting with the mass shooter this supposed fbi agent was on retirement is that how you'd spend your time during your golden years, ladies and gentlemen? Something's amiss. What's even more incredible is the FBI agent did not even call the FBI or let anybody know the shooting was going to happen, even though, hey, it was a planned shooting. Sandman is the name for the deep state handler of this. Who? What? Who's that? What's up with this? See, more and more and more evidence coming out, ladies and gentlemen. And again, it's confusing. It's conspiratorial. It's it's. He said, she said, it's a lot of confusion in the media. But make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, God will eventually um, force the secret acts of men to be shouted from the rooftops, all right? The housetops, we will know what's going on in time. I know it seems confusing and fuzzy, and you don't even know who's your friend and who's your enemy, and I know it's very confusing in America. Look, you don't need to know everything, Okay. Whether the shooting was planned or not doesn't matter. The fact is they're trying to take your guns. That does matter. Sure, it's great to get to the bottom of those conspiracies and create transparency and accountability, and we need to push towards that. I'm not dismissing that at all, but I am saying, look, more importantly, right now, they're trying to use all these events, manufactured, false flag, or real, or all the above, right? Hey, they're trying to take your guns. You know what the end game is for these people. You know what they want. Whether they're just taking advantage of the situation or whether they created the situation for their narrative, I don't know in every case. But I know this, ladies and gentlemen, they are trying to manipulate you till the cows come home. Not only on gun control, to let you take guns from the good guys. That will be disaster. Don't let them do it. Even Republicans are on board, which we'll get to in a few minutes here. But they're also trying to manipulate your views when it comes to the January 6th. What they would call an insurrection, what I would call a peaceful attempt to get Congress to do their due diligence, which was circumvented by a government false flag. That's how I would frame it. But nevertheless, an audience of at least 20 million people watched the first primetime hearing of the House committee's investigation into the January 6th. They say attack on Thursday night. Now, the 20 plus million number is according to Nielsen. Nielsen. And uh, this is very interesting, in my opinion. They scheduled a congressional hearing 8 to 10 p.m., and their goal was to get maximum eyeballs, maximum Americans to receive the information that they're going to put forth, which I believe to be flat-out, intentional, direct disinformation propaganda. Now, they say that's in the ballpark of the huge television events, this $20 million. And I mean, it doesn't com- compare to some, but it is huge. So there you have that. The propaganda at an all-time high via your government in bed with your media, all controlled by CIA interests and more. Big tech, CIA, and government all in bed together. We've documented this till the cows come home. Air travelers in the United States, this is a piece of good news, will not need a COVID test starting yesterday. Passengers will be able to board flights to the U.S. without a negative corona test. But international travelers coming to America will still need a vaccine yeah that is a problem folks when we have documented over and over and over now it's not just our opinion we've documented ladies and gentlemen uh, just how dangerous these vaccinations are and every day more and more information comes out showing that the vaccination companies and the government all knew about all these side effects and they lied to we the american people they literally peddled propaganda disinformation we the people and deceived so many into taking vaccines and now people are getting sick left and right because of the vaccinations ladies and gentlemen and that's a recap of saturday's show available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net but i digress justin bieber even came out and said hey man i got this disease i got this horrible thing where my face is paralyzed and right this is disaster And the debate is on. The debate is on about what all that means. Was Justin Bieber vaccinated? From what we understand, the answer is yes. He's suffering from what they call Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Is that what you call it? Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle. TheEpicTimes.com.
3: Calling all patriots, come meet a modern day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at Liberty Hall on Friday evening, June 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be free food and drink, so bring your family and friends to celebrate Tom's amazing achievement. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at UnitedWePledge.org slash V2V
2: in message one we said that satan the father of lies john 8:44), 44 gave the left evil spiritual power the more they use the lies the political left today is the beast now the bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power revelation 13 2 The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note, one, that behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note two, Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists, is that Ford was born and educated in the kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21.
1: I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about this headline in the news that is not very comfortable for the mainstream press, folks. But they're wise enough to not connect the dots for you. Therefore, uh, they, uh, by their, what do you want to call it? By their unwillingness to report reality, they leave uh, you in uh, confusion. And let me explain. Headline says Justin Bieber announced on Friday that he's suffering from a rare medical condition called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome that has caused a partial paralysis of his face, okay? The 28-year-old singer recorded an Instagram video that's just shy of three minutes long that detailed the medical condition that he's dealing with. Obviously, he says, as you can probably see from my face, I have this syndrome called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, and it's from this virus that attacks the nerve in my ear and my facial nerves that has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move, Beaver said. All right, so he goes through all this. He addressed fans that were upset about the cancellation of his upcoming concerts, and he basically did this in hopes that people would understand. Um, hey, this is the reason for my sub- sudden absence, guys. This is pretty serious, as you can see, Beaver said. Um, anyway, so this full paralysis on the side of my face is very frustrating for me. I would love to do the shows. I've canceled, I've canceled these shows. I'm just not physically capable of doing the shows with my face paralyzed like this, he basically explains. Right? So for those who are frustrated, I'm sorry. I'm just doing the very best that I can. I, his face, by the way, in the videos was visibly affected by the condition. The same virus, just so you know, that causes chicken pox, they say, causes Randy Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. And the virus, by the way, can continue to live in the nerves even after someone recovers from chicken pox. That's according to uh, the Mayo Clinic. It has the potential, they say, of coming back, reactivating, if you will, which can lead to a painful or a painful rash, along with facial paralysis. Now, they believe it or not, say even permanent muscle weakness is also possible, according to the Mayo Clinic. So this is bad news. I wish this wasn't the case, Bieber said, but my body is telling me that I got to slow down and I hope you guys understand. He went on to talk about what he's doing to try to fight the condition. He says he's going to relax. He's got to decrease his stress. He's got to, you know, in, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rest. He says, I love you guys. Now, re- fans rushed forward with all kinds of encouragement for him and everything else. Now. Here's the reason that I focus on this. Um, This Ramsey Hunt syndrome is real. It is associated with chicken pox. Every bit of that is true. But let me tell you what they're leaving out. One of the side effects of taking the coronavirus vaccine, ladies and gentlemen, is Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that scary? All right. Now, if you type in to Google, for instance, um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome COVID vaccine, right? Ramsey Hunt syndrome COVID vaccine. The first thing that comes up is Moderna vaccine information. That's interesting. Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, following mRNA, SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, September 20th, 2021. See? Possible link between Ramsey-Hunt syndrome and COVID-19 vaccine explained. Yeah. Now, what do you think of that? Ramsey-Hunt syndrome following COVID-19. Possible hyperlink between. It goes on and on. There's stories about this. Now, here is the point. Where do you go with this? We see the link. The link is being highlighted and discussed, but yet when it comes to the Justin Bieber case, no one's saying, hey, you were vaccinated, right, Justin? Well, As far as we understand, he was. Is there a link? Now, isn't it interesting that his wife, isn't it Haley Bieber, didn't she have all kinds of problems, too? Right? Now, The mainstream press says this, and again, nothing is official until it's first been denied, right? Bieber's facial paralysis is not due to COVID-19 vaccine. A far more likely consequences of what usually causes Renzi Hunt -Hunt syndrome is they say, hey, this, um, you know, not unlike shingles. It's more like a, you know, a... uh, what's it called, pox, chicken pox deal. But see, they don't know that. That's what they mean. The mainstream press just goes off and says nothing to do with it, right? That's the problem. The researchers admitted that they diagnosed a previously healthy 37-year-old man with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. RHS, two days after he got his first dose of the COVID vaccine. What do you think of that? You go look it up. So how can they just dismiss this for? <clears throat> how do they do this? How do they just say its not it doesn't apply to Justin? I don't think they can. I think they're playing games and lying to you. Okay. I don't know if this is the case, but I know this. What about Haley Bieber? Do you remember what happened to her? Didn't she get sick too? What was her deal? Right. Um, um, Haley Bieber COVID, type that into Google, what do you get, right? Oh, yeah, blood clotting stroke, isn't that what she had? March 14th, 2022, after Haley Bieber, wife of Justin Bieber, announced that she was hospitalized for a blood clot. Then they say, conspiracy theory, blame that on the COVID-19 vaccine. What gives? We're all conspiracy theorists. Well, MSN.com had a headline. Haley Bieber suffers stroke like symptoms following COVID 19 vaccine, right? What gives? Was Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber vaccinated? Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird, isn't it? Yeah. Now Haley Bieber shares reason for her blood clot. Yeah. They say it was caused by a perfect storm of factors. And then they go on. What do you think? Yeah, Justin Bieber tests positive for COVID-19 after Super Bowl party, huh? February 20th, 2022. Now, you think that's related? See, they're going to want you to believe no. That's just a weird conspiracy theory. Justin Bieber gets COVID. Justin Bieber and his wife vaccinated. Yeah, it's just weird, a husband and wife team there. You know, she gets blood clots and kind of has brain problems. And, uh, and she's looked, they look at her and it's like an old person. They don't know why. And then they say, but it's a conspiracy theory to think it's the COVID. And, and now Justin has these problems. What's the likelihood of these two young people, married couple, what's the likelihood of it being nothing to do with COVID, huh? You're going beyond coincidence now here, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
3: I don't think we're going to have a recession. I know people are very upset, and rightly so, about inflation, but there's nothing to suggest an inflation in,
4: that, that a recession's in the works.
5: Bank of America is exposing Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and she may be wrong again. B of A issued a warning that inflation is in a technical recession. That's a quote from Michael Hartnick. He's the bank's chief investment strategist. A group of bipartisan senators have reached a gun safety framework, which includes enhanced background checks for those under 21, funding for mental health and school safety and state grants for red flag laws. This is an agreement on principle and not legislative texts, which comes next. U.S. annual inflation rose to 8.6 percent in May, the highest in 40 years. USA Radio News.
6: If you were lied to when buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, the timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing.
2: Call now for your free information kit.
5: A historic heat wave in the west is forecast to roll eastward this week after Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Denver had scorching temperatures over the weekend. More than 50 million Americans sweltered under heat advisories. Southerly winds will pump hot, humid air into the eastern two-thirds of the nation through Wednesday. With the election systems in many states being criticized for failing to do the job in a timely manner, Tulsi Gabbard, the former Hawaii congresswoman, weighs in on Fox News.
3: Make it as easy and straightforward as possible for registered voters to vote. And so some people prefer mail-in voting. I, I know some people. I prefer in-person voting. Yeah. Others do as well. Let's, you know, same-day voter registration. Uh, they're open, you know, e- there, there are so many different initiatives we could put forward again. Let's encourage engagement in our democracy because the more people who are engaged, the more the people's voices are heard and make sure that those who are elected are actually serving the interests of the American people.
5: USA Radio News.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, so Justin Bieber got the cocoa. Right after he attended a Super Bowl party, he had to cancel a Vegas trip back in, like, February, right? And um, it's kind of a very strange scenario. But I look at this, and I look at Justin, and he's now announced on Friday that he's suffering from a rare medical condition called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. Now, there's a, pos- a possible link between these two, COVID, et cetera. Now, Justin Bieber had to cancel the show. Him and his wife were vaccinated. But now Haley, interestingly enough, had heart surgery after scary blood clot caused mini stroke. Now, folks, you look at this and you go, there's got to be a link. What's the likelihood of this young couple both having these crazy unexpected, unexplained symptoms. Now, they want you to believe that I'm a conspiracy nut because I'm willing to highlight this. Am I telling you for sure that he got it from the vaccine? No, I'm not. But I know this, I got COVID three times. Two documented times for sure. And the third time the doctors believe that I had COVID, but we can't know because it was so early in in the pandemic that they had no good way to verify, right? But to make a long story short, I got something similar to this. It wasn't Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. For me, it was Bell's palsy. But it affected me to the point where I almost had to stop doing radio. All right? It's very strange. Bieber's canceling all kinds of shows now. Now, it's hard to know how to respond to this. Because you don't want to uh, make all kinds of suppositions. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. Right? I don't want to just double down and make accusations. It's hard to get the facts, especially when they're covering it up. Right? But you look at this stuff. You look at these stories about it, though, and you just go, okay, blood clots for Haley, brain condition, heart surgery. What? Yeah. And then Justin, all this. You got to say there's, with this couple, there's more than a coincidence. I don't know if this has to do with bad batches of vaccines. I don't know. But when Haley Bieber has stroke-like symptoms... The question is, was Haley Bieber vaccinated? Yes. Wow. But they don't really, in my opinion, they don't highlight this. They don't talk about it. They're just silent. Makes you wonder, have they been instructed to be silent? Because naturally. Naturally. If you have both had problems and you both taken the COVID-19 and if you read and are kind of aware, you would say, you know what, there's got to be something more here than meets the eye. This is just too uncanny. This is just too coincidental to where both of them have serious symptoms that can be directly tied to possible COVID and or the vaccine related to. Now, it's hard to tell what's COVID-caused and what's vaccine-caused because both create this spike protein, which is absolutely damaging to every organ in your body, all your cells, everything. Okay, it crosses the blood-brain barrier as we're learning from the released documents from the courts uh, about the research that these companies did in the, get-go, in the beginning, all kinds of side effects, right? And we look at this. So anyway, I don't know. Hopefully, Justin and those guys will give us more intel. But when Justin Bieber announces on Friday that he's suffering from Ramsey-Hunt syndrome that has caused a partial paralysis of his face. Well, I had that, man. And they said mine was Bell Palsy. Possible link between Ramsey-Hunt syndrome and COVID-19 vaccine. See, that, that makes you just go, wow. But do you expect the government the mainstream press, even with documented side effects, do you expect them to come forth and connect that dot for you, or do you think they'll bury that dot as best they can? Now, Justin Bieber tested positive for COVID-19 cancels Las Vegas show back in February, right? You think about that headline? You think of Haley Bieber hospitalized? due to brain condition, possibly COVID related. Haley Bieber then had to have heart surgery after scary blood clot caused mini stroke. You think about these symptoms, you think about the statements for both Justin and Haley and you go, wow, I I almost don't even know how to respond to this because the symptoms are so characteristic. of what we hear are the side effects of vaccinations and what are documented side effects. I mean, it's eerie when Justin has his face paralyzed, and then I've had that same face-paralyzed scenario. You can't guarantee it's from the same thing. But neither of us are old enough. I'm way older than Justin, but neither of us are old enough to have all these kind of weird facial paralysis. Hey, the nerve in your ear and your neck or whatever you want to say you're along your jawline. All of a sudden, wow, your face is paralyzed, and, oh, it just happened the same time corona virus is out and the same time the vaccines are out but there's no relationship you're a conspiracy nut but yet they say that blood clots and heart conditions are a side effect and then haley had that and they're like oh you're a nut a conspiracy nut to even think that they're related what are you talking about what the heck are you even talking about and my question is why attack the messenger though why attack somebody like me and just say i'm a conspiracy theorist why not have a heart to say, hey, is there something here? Is there something to this or is it not related? And having an honest, open inquiry seems to me that prudent. It seems to me that that would be the case, right? That we would have an honest, open inquiry about this kind of stuff, not something else, Right? So I don't know, I don't even know how to respond to this exactly. Except to say that why call us conspiracy nuts when you see this in a power couple like Justin and Haley Bieber, you go, wow, what is so unique about them to where both of these young people look, they're only like, they're not even 30, either of them. But yet they have these weird symptoms like they're old people, these weird symptoms that relate to coronavirus. Now you could say, well, it wasn't the vaccine, it was the coronavirus that caused it, fine. I'm not here to to point any fingers at any cause. I can't guarantee or say that it was the vaccine. I don't know that. What I know is that the vaccine and the coronavirus both have spike proteins that cause nothing but havoc in the body. And I know that if you have long-haul COVID symptoms or uh, have had COVID uh, and it's been an extreme case of COVID, I know that there are so many side effects it's hard to even discuss them intelligently. I know that the medical profession doesn't know too much about this, but they're learning. But to just call me a conspiracy nut, because I say, wow, this is weird. This seems to be related somehow. Um, You know, when you look at Justin and his wife both, you kind of go, oh, there's got to be more here than meets the eye, right? You would sure think so. But yet, no, they'll just attack me. Oh, he's a conspiracy nut. It's Sam that whacked out crazy. He thinks everything is cocoa. No, I don't. But I know this, the side effects... Uh, at least, according to the documents that have been forced released by the courts, fifty-five thousand doc- pages a month, or whatever, have been re- are being released, and in there they talk about these connections that we're highlighting. It isn't just a conspiracy theory; it's in the data. It's in the release that the government tried to prevent from being released in the first place. It's there. Now, can I apply that what's there in the documents to Justin and/or Haley's cases? Maybe not factually because I don't know. But for me to say that's a possibility or for me to say there's a, an, a, an associated relationship or whatever word you want to use uh, isn't far-fetched. You don't need to attack me, the messenger, and say I'm a conspiracy theorist. You can say, wow, that's a a, a good question. We need to dig into this. We need to know, right? That's fair to say. I get that. But when they dismiss it out of hand, without even looking at the evidence, without even looking at the connections, without even exploring those possibilities, they just say, oh, conspiracy theory got you there, that's all. You know that they're not even willing to take into account this reality check, right? That's the problem, folks. That is indeed the quintessential problem, right? So there you have it. I don't, I don't know how to respond to this except to say, I rest my case on that. I'm not saying that I know that it's vaccine-caused. I'm not saying that I know that it's coronavirus-related. I am saying that in these two young people, to have these kind of symptoms so close together after documenting that they've been vaccinated, and after documenting that they have had the COVID, they're even talked about as being the power that takes care of one another. Uh, Justin took care of Haley, and now Haley's taking care of Justin, right? And how good they are to take care of one another that's wonderful but again this highlights the question don't shoot the messenger this is liberty roundtable live
0: the spirit of the american west is alive and well in range magazine the award-winning quarterly third takes a short lead Elwood glances over now back to the plate he sets the pitch it's swung on strike three
6: they've won it they have won it world
0: champions Jim what's it like down on the field John it's a madhouse down here I'm I'm trying to get to Bob Elwood the winning pitcher Bob Bob how does it feel winning the seventh game on a strikeout yeah I, I thought he'd be looking for a slider so I came on with my fastball world champions is this the greatest moment of your life absolutely not Jim, the best moments for me are breakfast with the kids. Long walks with my wife just holding her hand, you know?
6: Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: Jim, when was the last time you held your wife's hand? Well, it's, it's, it's been a while. I tell you. You need to step up to the plate, Jim.
6: For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org.
3: Calling all patriots, come meet a modern day hero, Tom Jones on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at Liberty Hall on Friday evening, June 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be free food and drink, so bring your family and friends to celebrate Tom's amazing achievement. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org v2v.
1: All right, back to you live, ladies and gentlemen. So you keep an eye on this Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber scenario. You're finding more and more and more people that have got the COVID, whether it's the virus and or the vaccine causing the spike, causing the problem. I don't know. But I know this. Their symptoms are too unique and too young people to believe that, oh, man, there's nothing to this. They can call me a conspiracy theorist if they want to. What I would say is this. Why don't you quit shooting the messenger and look into the facts? You're afraid what you're going to find, aren't you? And you're going to run around and tell everybody there's no evidence to what I say. Fine. Go ahead and say what you want to say. But I'm convinced the COVID vaccine and the COVID virus itself, both bioweapons intentionally created to change America. That's what I believe. And I believe uh, on the shootings, uh, you know what? False flag operations. Uh, Some of it's intentional. Some of it may not be. But the whole goal is to take advantage of it and push for gun control. So two years of lockdowns and now gun control and pretty soon climate change reality. Inflation at an all-time <clears throat> high. You say, wait a minute, Sam. No, it's just the highest in 40 years. That's what they're saying, but I believe they're burying the inflation numbers as well. All right, Bank of America warns of, quote, future inflation shocks. Declares a, quote, technical recession. Mark Michael Hartnett, He's uh, the bank's chief investment strategist. "Quote: We're in a technical recession, but just don't realize it." He says, "Wow, we're in technical recession, but we just don't realize it." And why do we? Why does he say technical recession? What does that mean? Answer is um. There are rules or government guidelines about what a recession is. When can you call something a recession or a depression? or a? And there's government guidelines or whatever. Two back-to-back quarters that are negative creates a recession kind of an idea or whatever. Who put government in charge of what a recession is defined as? Uh, uh, some people joke and say, oh, well, a recession is when your neighbor loses their job. A depression is when you lose yours. Whether you take the joking example to make to highlight the point, whether you take government official Uh, Reality on this or whether you just accept this bank's executive, this Bank of America's chief strategist, chief investment strategist, whether you take his technical recession term, I don't know. But I know this. Everybody's worried about inflation now. Gas is up over $5 a gallon on the average. And now people are saying unraveling the riddle of inflation. The riddle? Yeah, they say the riddle of American inflation. They say inflation is a tricky problem. But it has a few, what they call, clear causes and consequences. And policymakers are working to bring it to heel, if you will. The government reported on Friday that consumer prices climbed 8.6%. Over the year from May, they say that's the fastest increase in over four decades. Americans are confronting more expensive food, fuel, housing, and some are grasping for answers, they say. Some? Who's not grasping for answers, right? They say, what is causing the price burst? How long will it last? What can be done to resolve it? They say there are a few easy answers to the problem. And they say there's few painless solutions as well. When it comes to inflation, which has jumped around the world as supply shortages collide with, quote, hot consumer demand, it is difficult to predict how long today's, quote, price surge will drag on. They say a main tool to fight this is rate increases, interest rate increases, which they say cools inflation by slowing the economy down. Potentially, they say sharply. Okay, now, I have a problem with this whole thing. They say there are three main causes regarding the U.S. and the world economies, which is causing the inflation. All right. Three main causes. Ready? Three related buckets, if you will. They say first one is strong demand. Strong demand is the first one. Consumers are spending big. Well, here's the question. Why are consumers spending so big? <laughs> Answer, because they were locked down for two years, and so there's all kind of pent-up need. People need to replace their appliances, or people need to <clears throat> upgrade their homes, or people need because they feel like they've been locked down for two years and they can't do it. But they wouldn't have the money to do those things, except for the government gave them a bunch of money. So the government really is causing... This strong demand where consumers are spending big. Right? Now, they say early on, households amassed savings as they were stuck home. That's fine. But again, they forced us to stay home. Thus, uh, everybody started to get more money in their hands. Government helped them put away even more money, right? Right? Now people are taking jobs and they're winning wage increases. All those factors combined, they say, has had a household bang. People are spending on everything from backyard grills to kitchen tables to cars to everything. Now, so they say the second one then is too few goods. So you got Rocking hot demand, too few goods. They say as families have taken their savings and their government handouts, and they've tried to buy pickup trucks, big screen TVs, everything, they've run into a problem. There's too few goods. So there's ratcheted up demand and too little goods. Factory shutdowns tied to the pandemic. Global shipping backlogs, reduced production, all have evolved into this problem. Supply chain, whatever term you want to use to singularly describe the complicated reality. The shortage, the cost of demand has outstripped the supply of goods. Companies have been able to charge more without losing customers. Now, they say the war in the Ukraine, China, all this is causing this. Now, people are basically uh, shifting their spending because you can't get things more towards experiences. It's true that companies have been raking in unusually big profits as they raise prices more than is needed. But because there's so much money, people are just powering through spending anyway. How much do things cost, right? Anyway, there the problem lies. But I submit to you that government is at the cause of every one of those problems. Government is what created too much money in in society by forcing us to stay home, thus savings increased, then handing us out a bunch of money. And then government caused the supply chain problem because then when everybody was back to spend, there was no goods and services for them to spend on. Therefore, government, by locking businesses down, caused the supply chain problems. But now they say how much Fed action will be needed to bring things under control. And I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that that's what we don't need. Okay, that's what we don't need is government interfering even further. So the mainstream press headline on this says, Unraveling the Riddle of American Inflation. To me, it's not a riddle. To me, the government has caused all the inflationary realities we face. How bad would it have been if they didn't lock down businesses and the supply chain wasn't curtailed as much? How bad would it have been if we weren't forced to go out, or I'm sorry, to stay home? How bad would it have been if government didn't put money in every one of our pockets? I know it felt good to get money in your pocket, but all it did was create more and more and more of these swings and disparities that take place. And now what government wants to do is have the Federal Reserve crank up interest rates, making it harder for you to borrow money. Well, they say that the, Recession is not quite here from a factual standpoint, but when you unravel the riddle of American inflation, you begin to understand that it's government intervention that has caused almost all the problems that we face, okay? This guy at Bank of America uh, says that we're in a technical recession. Is that different than a recession? Uh, Yes, because he would say, well, it's not factual recession by government standards, But it virtually is one, technically is one. And then they say, well, it's only a couple of blip points away from real recession. Well, I submit to you that government's causing all of this. Next hour, I want to get Dr. Scott Bradley's take on a couple of these stories uh, and a whole lot more. We'll do it all in seconds. They passed a gun. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say they passed. They worked out over the weekend a gun. What do they call this thing? (laughs) Some kind of a gun thing that they're going to. Anyway, we'll talk about all this. What do they call it? A gun? Gun safety legislation? Gun framework? Thou shalt not be infringed. What part don't they get? We better stop them while we have the chance. I can tell you that now. Hour one of the can. Hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio talk Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for June 13th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal is to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property. And we do so via the checks and balances that made America great. And we, the people, getting involved like nobody's business, standing up for moral issues in the culture war. And best of all, we have the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. I believe it's akin to scripture when it comes to the political reality of America. We need to return to these principles of our founding fathers. We need to return to to the checks and balances that made America great. We need to return to the supreme law of the land the Constitution. Welcome to the broadcast. That is the solution. God, family, and country always has been, always will be. Anybody else that wants to build a better mousetrap to your door, don't fall for the lie. The only way is to turn to God and family. Country will take care of itself if people are taught proper principles and are self-governed welcome to the broadcast dr scott bradley's with me hope you had a delightful weekend sir and welcome back uh-oh we'll try to get a hold of dr scott bradley here in just a second yeah, we're um, here yeah we're oh we're hi all scott
7: here. welcome hey. doctor well thank you i'm uh just a little slow on the draw here uh you know i'd have probably been in dead in the middle of the street after this the high noon get together <laughs> uh, uh. we got a we got a lovely uh, drenching rain going on in my neck of the woods. everybody seems to be a little cooled off from some of the warm weather we had last week and uh, I think we're off to a good start this week.
1: Amen to that and we certainly have a need for the rain as well so we welcome it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I would like it to rain. Uh, I, the perfect scenario for me would be if it rained every every night, just a little bit, and let the ground soak it all up. Not too much all at once, but every night, so it didn't affect my daytime interactions. That'd be a perfect scenario. <laughs> a perfect scenario, wouldn't it,
7: Doctor? Well, it it would be wonderful. It'd keep the grass green and the flowers uh, just kind of fresh and nice. It's interesting to me that uh, the socialists that run our uh, our local uh, community even it's it's really we've got we have had adequate uh, moisture this year i mean you know they it wasn't it hasn't been a, a you know a heavy 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 snowfall and everything but there's been adequate and we have good for irrigation and for uh for all the uses that we have water for but they've already implemented in my community water rationing and uh, and it's like no wait wait um so what are you doing with this it's flowing out of the out of the valley down the river it's gone and you're telling us we can't use it here and it's like oh no we everybody else is having water rationing and so out of sympathy i guess or empathy or something uh, suddenly they're they're just it's like they have to have this scarcity mentality and that's kind of where i think uh we are in the world today you know in the founding fathers era in fact in my book i've got a a chapter on the founding fathers' educational precepts, and I compare and contrast that with what we've got in today's world. You know, there the founders had a, a an abundance mentality. They they thought God was a loving God. It was there was a plan. There was a creator, and and uh, God was watching out for us. And in recent decades, and for the last hundred years, basically, uh, what the American uh, educational system has been has been a scarcity education system it's been a chaos you know the Big Bang Theory everything blew up and we came out of it you know instead of having a finely tuned creative process that everything has a purpose and all that kind of stuff like for example our immune systems oh ain't it awful We're, we're all gonna die because the next germ comes on or whatever but for during all of mortality there has been a system And the system's as broad and wide as the universe, and it's as as infinitely small as every created element on the earth. And it's all fitly formed. The Founding Fathers believed that. Americans today have been bred into this idea that that there's a scarcity. We're all going to die. We're all... Oh, we're on the very verge of destruction every moment. And, uh... Well,
1: let me give you an example of that scarcity that they use. the Hegelian dialectic. They, they use that fear factor to go ahead and, you know, look, back in the 70s, I remember as a little teeny kid, you know, they had this energy scenario where, oh, my gosh, we're out of oil. We're just flat out out of oil, ladies and gentlemen. It's horrible. And so then they said you got to have rationing on your gas pump so if you had an even or an odd license plate, then you could go ahead on the even and odd days or whatever, get your gas and everybody couldn't get gas at once. And there was massive gas lines and massive inflation right around the corner that related to it and everything else. And What they did was they put the energy department in place at that time. And they said, hey, we're gonna go ahead and fix this. Well, and now look, literally 50 years later, no one's saying there's an oil shortage. They're just saying, hey, the Russians and and, and that's a problem and, and uh, there's inflation because of supply and demand because of the COVID. and They go on and on and on about this. But no one's telling you about the scarcity of oil 50 years later. In fact, we've found more oil we can create, but yet we're now environmentally shut down from even accessing the oil that we know is available in there. So this just shows how they use this to grow government all on a big lie. What has the energy department done in the last 50 years since it was created to go ahead and uh, deal with this issue? Not that I expect government to solve the problem. My point is that's what they claimed would solve the problem. But now we find out 50 years later, we don't have near the oil shortage they told us we had then. They just lied. And they created this scarcity mentality, and they use that to grow government, like they always do.
7: The pattern has not changed, Doctor. Indeed, it has not, and and it's uh. We can look at every aspect of society. I mean, we have created the best enemies money can buy, uh, certainly in, entirely during the 20th century. Uh, the Soviet Union would have folded in the 30s had we not intervened. Uh, Communist China never would have existed had the State Department not turned all of the arms that were surrendered by the Japanese after World War II to Chairman Mao. Uh, The idea that that, um, we have an environmental problem, you know, you talk about the oil shortage. I would be so bold as to suggest that in God's great plan, oil is probably a renewable resource that is being created within the earth. I don't know how. I'm not a scientist. But I really, truly believe that what we've discovered since the 70s that you so eloquently brought up is that that we have an abundance of oil. And Utah, for example, probably has at least 300 years of coal for all coal-fired plants. And now we're kind of shifting that to say, oh, but our carbon footprint, oh my goodness, the air we're breathing is going to be horrid. Well, I suspect that most of our environmental challenges come from uh, other aspects that uh, that are being kind of honed and polished nowadays to to make us all feel a little more at risk so yeah we we create our own enemies, our own bugaboos, and then we play them up and then we create a government solution quote unquote. For them that that really has it doesn't uh, positively affect it. I mean you talk about the Energy Department or the Education Department. Oh my goodness. We could spend a a long time talking about the Education Department and what a disaster that has been since it was created and and how it has not improved one iota, not one shred. In fact, it's been a uh, you know, it's been in reverse. You know, we used to have the most highly educated people in the world. We had people; the literacy rate was amazing, uh, be over the top, nearing 100 percent. And and we change all of the a paradigm is a set of rules, not just two coins to rub together. Uh, a set of, a paradigm is a set of rules. We set we change all the paradigms. And back in the 60s, uh, I. <laughs> I remember we used to say prayers every morning in school, and the pledge, and God was part of school. Then the Supreme Court comes along and, without any real precedent, bans God from school, and pretty and soon—let's be clear—not only without any precedent, but without any real authority either. Well, exactly. So there's no question about that. But but here they come along, and and if you look back. You know when i was young you know your standard uh testing scores without having to norm them which means nowadays because they're falling so far these scores scores that are happening on standardized tests they have to say well we have to relook at how these are being done some people don't test well or whatever they use a lot of excuses and pretty soon the standard is falling off the cliff and and so they they have a uh, oh a reporting factor that says oh yeah We've got really good scores in the schools. Most kids couldn't find their behinds with both hands at the same time. Okay? And that's I put it gently. But but the fact of the matter is we have, since we've banned God from school, our, the, the all the good things that were happening before, teen pregnancies were coming down, the violence in schools was coming down, standardized scores were going up, the bad things were going down, the good things were going up, that's flipped now. The bad things are going up, the good things are going down, and it's because of a government created problem. And like I say, we create the best enemies money can buy in every aspect and then we create a government program. Of course it always it always includes bigger government. It always includes great gulps of usurpation. And yet it's still what we have here as a worsening scenario, oh, ain't it awful, we're all gonna die. And and what we've done, we've abandoned the formula and, and uh, that that was in place for you know nearly 200 years, and, and it had such a great effect. And and I'm telling you, I think we can compare and contrast. That's how I like to I like to teach. I like to I teach Marx's uh, Communist Manifesto, and and uh, not as an advocate of it, but as to show what Marx is. And then I compare and contrast that with the Americanist philosophies are, that made this nation everything that we all cherish, and so yeah, we need to we need to understand Darwinism, and and his uh, chaotic program, but we need to understand the creation mo- model that uh, includes a divine creator that loves us and wants us to succeed, and. I think people will make good choices. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about it. We're going to compare and contrast.
1: There's more transgender youth in America than ever. But in which states and why? We'll talk about it on your radio.
0: Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They
3: implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because... Uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota and for me as someone who had spoken to the media and had said you know we're
0: about reducing the number of abortions we're about you know prevention all of these other services I was shocked so since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood give us some sense
1: of the relative number of abortions
0: okay
3: abortions Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year they are the largest single abortion provider in our country
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the propaganda from your government in bed with the media is what we're kind of discussing here. The United States has more transgender youth than ever. So you got to ask, in which states is it the highest and why? To flatly say there could not be any social influence flies in the face of reality. WND.com with the article. All right. Now listen, nearly half of the 1.6 million Americans who identify as transgender, um, most of them are teenagers or young adults. Nearly half of them are in that small window age group, if you will. Some of the highest are in blue states as well, ladies and gentlemen. That's according to a new study. Now, I'm not fond of using the blue state, red state, because that's Democrat versus Republican. But what we're talking about is liberal versus conservative states. Now, there's a new study that came out that's documenting this in detail. World Net Daily with the reporting on this. The study was conducted, though, by the University of California, Los Angeles, Williams Institute. And it found that transgender transgenderism is very different amongst the different states. Take New York at 3% compared to roughly 0.6% in Wyoming, to highlight, okay? Now, they say this has doubled in the rates of youth since the last estimate, but but transgenderism with the adult population has not increased at all, according to the study. So the states with the highest purporting of transgender youth were Democrat-led and genuinely much more permissive in the classroom on gender instruction, identity, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, the bottom line of the study is hey, the U.S. has more transgendered youth than ever, and you got to ask why. Nearly half of the 1.6 million Americans who identify as transgender are teenagers or young adults. Well, they're the ones being targeted in government schools. So, here's the next headline this headline from the mainstream press New York City schools. Spent over $200,000 on drag queen shows. Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? Think about that. The number is shocking, but you could see that when they teach this in government school, when then the youth influence one another on social media, you put that together and it's a formula for changing. Or propagandizing with false information about gender, a whole generation, Doctor Bradley.
7: Oh, man, they so. As, you, as I often say to you, Sam, you've got a lot of strings out there for me to pull on, and, and to limit them to the amount of time we have. Let, let's just I, let's just start throwing some things out there. You know, it's a kind of a well-known fact that uh, teenage years are the angst years, in many instances, where confusion reigns. So you take a little bit of a confused mind or a a person finding their way and you feed that fire with a uh, biased reporting system, not just reporting system, an educational system. It's kind of a truism. If you subsidize something, you tend to get more of it. And so what, what the educational system, what our media system, what our politicians, what our churches, honestly... If you stop and think about it, the churches are welcoming these transgender youth. We're so glad you're among us and everything. In fact, the matter is, the studies that have been done, like, for example, in the Netherlands, that has the most permissive view on so many of these things, have found that by encouraging and uh, facilitating and sympathizing, uh, you don't diminish the amount of uh, disturbing Issues that uh, that cause the I mean suicides. I mean I, I don't know how to put it other than that, uh, the attempted suicides and so on. They're not improved by, by the way they pass laws and they embrace these kinds of things. Um, <clears throat> you know, giving someone a solid foundation, hope, future, and you you know you can make this work. W- when you talk to to people that are in these kinds of environments, they often say. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm like I am. I wished I wasn't. Well, quit encouraging them to do that then. And and when you look at, uh, I don't know, I'd be interesting to see what your study says about Massachusetts, for example. You know, when Mitt Romney, uh, who's currently junior senator in Utah, was governor in, in Massachusetts, uh, the Supreme Court there uh, had a case before it in which they said, no, the legislature needs to address same-sex issues It's not our uh, choice to do this. It's the legislature that should. Well, Mitt Romney, without any precedent, any authority or anything like that, by executive order, declared Massachusetts a same-sex marriage kind of uh, state and declared that all those that could perform marriages in Massachusetts now hereby, yea, verily, uh, go forward and do it. And so Massachusetts adopted a... uh, uh, what would be considered by, in the vernacular of the day, a very liberal perspective about this. And they started teaching it in their schools. They started encouraging. They started, you know, kind of giving this balanced, if they call it that way, view, where every kind of relationship was of e- equal value and and we shouldn't uh, de- demean or in any way diminish any of those things. and uh, And what has happened in the school system there has been atrocious. I cannot imagine why anyone in the state of Massachusetts would allow their child to go to a public education setting. And in fact, just get out of Massachusetts. I mean, taxes and everything else are whacked. But but that's happening all across America now. You could say Mitt Romney's the godfather of same-sex marriage in the United States by his declaration in Massachusetts as the governor. And so what's happening is this wave is sweeping across America, this confusion. Uh, that that seems to hold sway. That that has a lot of <sighs> angst, if you will. The people that are involved in these kinds of things are confused. Oftentimes, they're they're unhappy. They they have a facade of of kind of giddiness sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, in uh, and, and quiet, reflective moments, that you talk to a lot of these people, they say, "I don't know why I am this way. I don't want to be." I wish God hadn't made me this way or whatever. They have all sorts of, of discussions like that. And I've been in those discussions. And I really, truly believe it's because of the emphasis that is being placed on this, the, the permission that is being given, the, the questioning. Oh, now maybe you're kind of attracted same sex. Maybe you're transgender. Maybe you're kind of uh, asexual. Maybe you're, wait, 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 wait the big plan we talked about at the beginning of your program here Sam is that there is a plan there is a creator there is a system and it works it was it works by design and if we emphasize that system that design that uh, loving caring uh, fatherly if you will god that uh, cares about his children and wants us to succeed and to be happy well <laughs> I think we'll get more of that, and I think we were getting more of that until we changed and became kind of this um, demented society where we throw anything out and it's acceptable to everybody, and we've all got to accept it, or somehow we're bigoted, and uh, by golly, we're finding more and more and more and more people are becoming more and more and more and more confused and, and have a lot more challenges in their lives because they know In their heart of hearts, man, this is a tough way to go. And I feel for people like that. I I just, my heart goes out to them. But we don't encourage it by by bringing them into the mainstream. We help them with the understanding of what the big picture really is and how it all fits together. And I think we can fix this if we will. But if we don't, I think we're going to get more and more and more and more of this messed up sexual status stuff. And uh, this confusion that is causing so many challenges that I I run across. I had a a discussion just yesterday with an ecclesiastical leader uh, that uh, the youth of today are struggling. There's so much hopelessness in so many of the youth. And, of course, this nihilistic perspective on, on, uh, you know, we're all going to die. It's all horrible. It's all confusion. It's all mess. It's been encouraged on steroids this past couple of years, because you know, by golly, uh, this this is hopelessness. Uh, these diseases that are out there are just going to engulf us and devour us, and 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 we've we've kind of imbued and endowed the children and and the youth of the day with that hopelessness, and and they've given up, and and it really is sad. The word is really. The good news, the gospel, the good news is that God's purposes and plan are all magnificent. And we need to find a way to make that the emphasis of our lives rather than, than the uh, nihilistic, Hegelian uh, confusion that seems to reign in today's
1: world. you got to get your kids out of the government schools, ladies and gentlemen. More in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley on Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pryde.
5: President Biden plans to visit the Middle East in July. Biden is expected to visit Israel and the Palestinian Authority on July 14th and 15th before traveling to Saudi Arabia. Washington, D.C. is bracing for renewed violence as the Supreme Court may make a decision on Roe v. Wade as soon as today. An attempted murder charge has been brought upon a California man after Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told the justices at the steps of the Supreme Court they won't know what hit them, end quote. A bill to protect the justices has been stalled by Democrats in the House. Representative Jim Jordan on Fox News.
6: Their effort to intimidate the
5: United
3: States Supreme Court is so intense that they won't even pass this legislation, legislation that passed the Senate unanimously. Every Democrat supported that legislation, and they won't bring it
6: up in light of the fact now that we had an assassination attempt on the sitting justice.
5: USA Radio News.
6: This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing.
2: Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733.
5: 800-478-7733. Mandatory evacuations are in place after a wildfire expanded in Southern California's Angeles National Forest on Sunday. The Sheet Fire went from 35 acres Sunday morning to 775 acres by the afternoon. Wind is to blame. The fire is only 5% contained. Law enforcement is going door-to-door with mandatory evacuation orders. The fire is northeast of downtown Los Angeles. A group of bipartisan senators have reached a gun safety framework, which means they agree, but the agreement is not on paper yet. It clarifies the definition of a federally licensed arms dealer and cracks down on criminals who illegally evade licensing requirements. It also penalizes people that buy guns for others, supports state crisis intervention orders, and invests in children and families' mental health services. The Buffalo grocery store and Uvalde shootings were done by 18-year-olds. USA Radio News.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are so many stories related to this. It is just shocking. It is pervasive. It's everywhere around the nation, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give you a couple of headlines. Dr. Bradley will respond. Uh, Check this out. New York City schools spent over $200,000 on drag queen shows for kids. Four elementary schools in Colorado teamed up to promote a, quote, private event. That included drag queen story time. That's according to a Facebook post where elementary government school teachers, um, I guess they encouraged parents, teachers, and students to promote gay pride and funded this event. Now, a Facebook post with the details of concerned parents or how we know all about it. But, again, the mainstream press won't report on it, so you got to go to Facebook to get the details. Uh, but you can say, well, uh, all the, you know, hey, you can't trust that news source. Yeah, but what about all the other ones? What about the New York teacher spending, or New York government school spending two hundred grand? What about this one? Drag queens perform at Iowa High School. Give students pointers. Then there's a video of a drag queen shaking the air, um, which I don't even want to go into. <laughs> all I'm saying is this is evidence that you see on video. Health insurance giant Kaiser Permanente celebrates sexualized men in dresses, reading to kids. Too bad if you don't like Drag Queen Story Hour. WND.com highlights this one. So we're starting to see very few people willing to truly report on this. But you know what? That's all in the government schools. But you know what? Even the churches are now helping with the cause. Headline minister claims Bible must give way to same-sex marriage. He says now people know more about sexuality. Again, World Net Daily with that piece too. World Net Daily is willing to focus on these stories where others are not. But it's everywhere. It's in your school. It's in your churches. It's now uh, these teens are influencing one another on social media, and they are literally peddling, in my opinion, criminal propaganda. On one hand, they say gender is inconsequential, it's fluid. On the other hand, it requires radical physical surgery to go ahead and, um, what, completely change your gender? Okay, but it's all one big lie, folks. It goes against God's law and it goes against scientific reality. But yet everywhere, they're pushing the envelope on this. And they're doing it virtually stealth because the mainstream press, once in a while, something leaks and people get outraged. But for the most part, the press isn't reporting on it. For the most part, this is kept kind of quiet. But it is literally being used in your schools as virtual curriculum. And then followed up via social media by children influencing one another. It's happening, and it's happening all over the country, Dr. Bradley.
7: You know, it wasn't that long ago that uh, what's going on right now openly in so many environments was called child endangerment. I mean, it was a criminal act. It was uh, bringing perversion to light. Whatever happened to letting children be children, play on the tricky bars and run around the the schoolyard and play tag, you know, I mean, holy cow. We have fallen so far. Again, in my day, in my day, I mean, how many times have my kids probably heard that and been sick of it, and my grandkids? But, you know, you think about it. uh, In my day, the great sins in school were running in the halls, keeping your shirt tail untucked and chewing gum. Nowadays, we have people, little kids, being murdered in schools. We have a, a dystopian kind of society that's being created with this, you know, the the new morality is simply the old uh, immorality. And, you know, it sounds old-fashioned to talk that way, perhaps, to people that say, oh, that Bradley guy, he's just getting old, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, society was more predictable and more stable. And, and that was, you know, when you say uh, this thing about the more perfect union in the in the preamble of the Constitution and, you know, the welfare clause, that's there, and the welfare clause, if you will, in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, where w- welfare, the the way it was used by the American founding fathers was good government, you know, to, to, to be able to create a stable, predictable environment in which society could thrive, where you could get married and have a family, and uh, there would be a... Uh, uh, kind of a society that raised the kids in, you could start a business and not be have it ruined by uh, ruinous uh, economic measures and false money printing presses running amok, and we could talk about that in a minute, maybe if you want. But the idea of of destroying the economy economically, or the idea of protecting society from uh, foreign invasion, uh, pre- preventing domestic, uh, you know, confusion and violence, because you have justice in the court system. All of these things were the welfare state, if you will, in the days of the Founding Fathers, a stable, predictable society that that you could say, okay, I can go do the best I can in my life. Nowadays, the, it's, ter- it's just turmoil. It's tumultuous in every way. And, of course, that's always been the Marxist approach to overthrow society, create conflict, create a disruption, of the mores the values attitudes and beliefs of society that's you you could go read Marx's works in that little pamphlet there's so many insightful things that are brought up that we say oh I see that happening if you've got eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to feel but we're doing it not just in sexuality which you know we're kind of focused on that right now in terms of the confusion that's going on but confusion is everywhere I mentioned money. Did you know in the last two years, M1, it's a Federal Reserve measurement tool, M1 is the most liquid of all our our money. It's our cash and our checking accounts, if you will. M2 is a little, you know, more long-term kind of thing, CDs and savings and stuff like that. Okay, M1, the supply of money in this most liquid form in the last two years has gone from just under four trillion dollars so it's got i think three dot nine three or something like that i mean it's just under four four trillion dollars in the u.s economy in two years it's gone to over twenty trillion dollars what has happened we've five times the liquid money supply has been injected into the economy and we're saying holy cow gas is five bucks a gallon now how did that happen well, it's because the money is being manipulated. This Yes, that's all predi- true,
1: but it's really because the immorality though, the melting down of the nation directly follows the jettison of moral values, ladies and gentlemen. Look, understand this, okay? Um, you got these huge companies backing this gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, whatever agenda. Look, folks, only one point six million Americans are transgender. And half of that is the youth. So less than a million people, Dr. Bradley, and they're literally able to change the whole narrative with the media's silence, with corporations doubling down in support. All right? Listen, story hour. How drag queens shows for minors have become increasingly common. It started in 2015 in San Francisco. Drag queen story hour, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, is an organization that gets money and is funded. And it operates across the United States, bringing drag queens to libraries, schools, and bookstores to read stories to children. Drag Queen Story Hour is coming to a school or a library near you. Okay, look, this is funded. This is an organization. This is an agenda being peddled across the country. The media is primarily silent unless they're forced on an outrage to to, to cover something. Uh, But it's happening everywhere. And it's getting more and more and more funded and more and more influential. And you find out that huge companies are funding this organization, Drag Queen Story Hour, right? This is serious. And unless we stand up and speak out about it, it's just going to get more. It's going to get worse. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to reach a critical mass. Right now, you think there's 1.6 million. It'll be 20 million before you know it. If we, the people, don't stand up and do something about it, you're subjecting your kids to this without realizing it. Some, it's very blatant in your face, you know, shake your derriere uh, on stage. It's very, in, in, in the liberal areas, it's very in your face, but it's very quietly taught. You know, you don't want to discriminate is how it starts. You know, you don't want to judge somebody else. That's how it starts. And, and, and eventually what it does is it shifts the moral understanding of a whole generation. And they are going
7: for broke on this,
1: Dr. Bradley.
7: I understand correctly, and I would love to be proven wrong, but in uh, Pixar Disney's latest uh, film about that Buzz Lightyear guy, they have a same-sex uh, kiss, and and you have some societies like I think in Saudi Arabia they said no, we ain't going to show that film here, but but it's not just the educational system; it is the entertainment industry too, and these guys are immersing us in something it's the frog in the water we don't know how hot the water is we're going to be cooked pretty soon if we don't watch it
1: yeah let me highlight this when we come back a little bit more because it's critical and i know dr bradley was talking about the economy they're absolutely related ladies and gentlemen make no mistake about it liberty roundtable live Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business, and it was not, I repeat, it is not an accident. All right, do you understand? This is very, very serious, and we really need to have people understand what we're talking about here. This gay agenda, this bisexual transgender agenda is intentionally forced into the American people's minds and hearts and souls, there's a headline that says, The Gay Agenda Blueprint, a plan to transform America. All right? And they have all, uh, whatever you want to say, put together the guidelines of how they do this. Okay? This isn't something where you can't know, or I'm just uh, saying it, or acting like it's true when it's not. It's absolutely factual of what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. They have literal steps to their agenda, okay? You ready for the steps? Let's talk about these steps for a second, shall we? Step one, talk about gays and gayness as loudly and as often as possible. Step two, portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers, give protectors just cause, make gays look good, make the victimizers look bad, solicit funds, the buck stops here, right? How do we deal with this, folks? What they want you to do, what the mainstream churches and everybody else wants you to do, is just be kind and gentle. Don't take them on, really. You don't want to be a bigot. You don't want to hate anybody. You don't want to. But on that altar, are we making a mistake? Are we letting them with their hostile agenda uh, while we stand idly by and pretend that we're being kind and accepting and we're being deceived, ladies and gentlemen? Dr. Bradley, let's start there. I don't believe we should be mean or persecute anyone. But what they want you to believe is our silence will let us get along. The problem is these people have an evil agenda they're trying to force on you and me and society at large to change society. And our silence lets them control the
7: narrative. Doctor? Again, many strings to pull on. I I mean, you know, this idea that it's everywhere. You know, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, out of Ephesians 6, many, probably all, are aware of that thing. It it is. It's uh, as widespread as as, uh, possibly can be done. And and unless anybody uh, believe that this is a railing against uh, just one particular perversion, I think that the godly perspective is that this procreative power that we've been uh, delegated, granted, uh, blessed with, however you want to put it, in our mortal existence is, is something that's essential to God's plan. It's something essential to his bringing forth uh, physical bodies for his spirit children so that we might experience a mortal existence and demonstrate, probably more to ourselves than anybody else, our character and nature. Uh, that that is something that that has been railed against satanically. I mean, there's if you, if you stop and think about it. I mean, you go read Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse one through seven. I guess you talk about the uh, people, you know, perilous times in the last days, uh, lovers of themselves. Uh, uh, this idea of being incontinent, you know, that's sexually out of line. Uh, this idea of lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Uh, I mean, all of these kinds of things, silly women laden with sin, uh, this, this misuse, if you will, of this great divine power of procreation. I mean, it, in a way, we share with God the creative ability, and, and that is essential to the furtherance and continuance of God's plan. And and if you can think about it, if everybody uh, took the propensity of same-sex whatever, uh, there would be no more children, and, and God's plan would be frustrated. Uh, God's plan is not going to be frustrated, by the way. He is in charge of things, but the fact of the matter is uh, you can see where this satanic, diabolical approach to things is trying to derail the proper use of that procreative power, and, and it's done... In whatever means it can be done in terms of yeah, some have weakness here and some have weakness there but if we had a clear understanding of the of the direction and purpose th- throughout all mortal mortality uh, if, just think for a minute if if the school system was necessary to teach sex education how in the world for all these thousands of years have families been propagated I mean, how did people figure it out without the schools emphasizing it? What, what's going on? And what's happened now is there's been this uh, unrelenting kind of avalanche of sexual focus from kindergarten on. Uh, even, in fact, in our media, as we point out, some of these cartoon characters that are doing things. It's, it's one of those things where there's an assault on correct and noble and ennobling principles that is almost universal you know universal we labor not against principalities i mean we labor against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places these things are almost universally promoted and we have got to refocus our own lives our own families and in our own churches and it appalls me that these churches are so willing to give up God's divine plan, that they're going to be complicit in destroying God's plan in the way they're doing it. I, I know of churches that, that bring uh, leaders into youth programs that have these propensities. Uh, young women are led by women that have uh, les- lesbian propensities, and it's, oh, well, we've got to accept everybody. No, we don't. It's not, we don't give them credibility. It's kind of like when we're involved in the United Nations and UNICEF. Pretty soon we're giving credibility to an organization that's seeking to overthrow the freedom of all lands, destroy the Constitution, and establish world government. Well, when you do this in your Sunday school classrooms, what's your little girl going to come away with? Or your little boy? I mean, my gracious sakes alive, we've got to kind of get our head out of the sand and recognize where the threats are. Let me put this as
1: bluntly and as succinctly and as directly as I possibly can. The question becomes, does God have a gender? And they want (laughs) you to believe that, no, God doesn't have a body and he doesn't have a gender. And therefore, it's, you know, and the only reason it's in Genesis referred to as a male is because it was a patriarchal society. And they lead you down the primrose path of deception, ladies and gentlemen. God, our father in heaven in the Bible, says we are his literal offspring and we are created in his image. Male and female created to them. So gender is an eternal characteristic. God is a male. We have heavenly parents, a father, a heavenly father, and a heavenly mother. And what this really is, and this is why I say we cannot sit idly by without teaching the truth and boldly standing. We don't have to confront and get in their face and get all crazy, but we can stand on fundamental truths. And that is this, that God loves us and he's heavenly. He's our heavenly father. And gender is an eternal characteristic. And let's be very, very, very clear about this. God sets the standards and the laws and the rules of his creations, not the creation. This is a God versus Godless discussion. Because if you believe in God, then you believe in his gender, male and female, credit to them. If you jettison God, you can think whatever you want to, but it's a Godless stance. And really, that's what this comes down to. This war, are we going to support God and believe in, in what he uh has taught us or are we going to turn against God and say hey we don't believe God matters in our lives we're going to make our own views will you let God prevail in your life or will you reject God because you can't have it both ways you can't say I believe in God but I reject all of God's revealed knowledge on the topic to his children us we are his children the only children we know of have mothers and fathers Okay? We pretend that somehow because it's God it's different or that somehow the rules don't apply. And then when brought up, we say, well, we can't explain the rules, we're not God. So then they get in the circular logic of deception. The truth is it's a God-believing versus godless discussion, Dr. Bradley.
7: Well, you know, when the Savior spoke of uh, his father, he spoke of as my father and your father. I mean, it, it was explicit, and uh, there wasn't a... Uh, you know, argument about definition of terms and and how we look at things now. Well, they really meant you know whatever, and uh, this whole thing, uh, their words have meanings, and those meanings can be known. They are known if we'll take the time to think about them. They are not fluid, and and this is the same problem we're getting in every aspect of society. Yeah, they they say sexuality is fluid. Well, they say government is fluid. The Constitution is a living Constitution. We can define the words in the Constitution any way we define any way we want to, just like you define sexuality any way you want to. And when you do that, you actually lose the Constitution. You've actually set it aside and said you can it can mean anything or nothing. And it ends up meaning nothing. And that's the way everything is being attacked today with this fluidity concept. It, this is a kind of a universal threat that's all across the board. And, you know, you could talk about economics, you could talk about entertainment, you could talk about government and, uh, I mean, families. I mean, what's it family's definition now? They're trying to redefine everything to be more inclusive. and And by so doing, they basically define it out of existence. And so like I say, it can mean anything or nothing. And it ends up meaning nothing. And that's what we're doing with our government as we Uh, press forward in it. And and this is just one little uh, segment. It's a huge segment, I guess I should say, and it is a giant wedge. I mean, this idea of driving a wedge into the creative power that God has delegated to his children to participate as a partner with him in bringing forth bodies that the spirits might be housed in that are given to the homes. I mean, think about how it was in, in times gone by. Children were a gift from God. I mean, people looked, oh, people say, oh, no, that's not it. They wanted more workers on their farm. Baloney. Anybody that has not experienced the joy of a gift of a little, tiny, sweet, precious, innocent, perfect soul into their home has really, really, I, I wonder if yet they have a soul themselves. And uh, that's we need to reinstill that in the hearts and minds of the people. Oh no, it's just a lump of flesh. You can get rid of it, you know. Oh yeah, we can we can we can get rid of that problem. I, oh my heavens! Oh, we can put them on the on the altar of Moloch, and sacrifice these children. We can. Uh, they're they're castaways. They're, they're It's so amazing to me how far we have fallen in how short a period of time. It's time we got our to act together, people.
1: There's no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, God is a male. We have heavenly parents. Male and female created He us. We are His children. We are the family of God. Christian values must prevail or the nation is done. We must encourage people through not the sword but the word to understand true principles and govern themselves. That is the solution for the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is about God, family and country and always will be. We're not here to fight with anybody but we are here to stand boldly, nobly and independently for truth because the truth shall make us free. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks Dr. Bradley.